May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I will never complain about the cold, but it is cold in here. So if I start doing jumping jacks, you'll know what's going on. And if you start having to move around a little bit, I'll understand. Um, today, uh, I wanted to start again with some lyrics of a song. I don't know if you all have ever heard the song by Texas singer-songwriter Lyle Lovett uh, that is called God Will. It's a song about forgiveness and how hard forgiveness is. So just some of the lyrics, um, and it's... It, well, you'll get the idea. Let me just give you some of the lyrics. Who keeps on loving you when you've been lying and saying things ain't what they seem? And so the chorus comes after this. He says, God does, but I don't. God will, but I won't. And that's the difference between God and me. So who can relate? You don't have to raise your hand. Just raise an eyebrow. Okay? Who can relate to this? Goes on. So who says he'll forgive you and says that he'll miss you and dream of your sweet memory? God does, but I don't. God will, but I won't. And that's the difference between God and me. Mr. Lovett sounds like he got the gist of dear old St. Peter's conversation with Jesus in the gospel today. Peter asked Jesus not about the limits of God's ability to forgive or willingness to forgive, but Peter asked Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive these people in the church? How many times do I have to forgive? How much do I have to forgive? Implying that he had a limit even if God didn't. Implying that he was reaching his limit with some of the people in the beloved community. Unfortunately, Jesus did not let St. Peter, nor does he let us off the hook. We are called to forgive a lot. Forgive with abundance. Forgive with grace upon grace. Forgive 70 times 7 or 77 or whatever it is. And that doesn't mean that we have to let people walk all over us. But it does mean that we are called not to walk all over them in return. We are called to try to set ourselves free and not give over our power by staying in anger or revenge, no matter how justified. To not give over our power to the person who needs forgiveness. Not giving our agency over. But also not staying stuck in our own shame if it is we who need to be forgiven. 
We are called to be accountable to the love of God. We are. And that accountability includes taking responsibility, but it also includes starting over, letting go, forgiving. We are called to be accountable as receivers of grace and as givers of forgiveness to the love of God, accountable to the love of God, immeasurable though it be. All right, there's a saying that I just learned about from El Salvador. Um, I was trying to, trying to work this other saying into the sermon, but it just didn't fit. And so I, I was talking with Elmer last night, and I, I learned about this other um, saying that is tongue-in-cheek. And in Spanish, it's el que peca y reza empata. Okay? So that means translated, the person that sins and then prays is even, right? Tongue in cheek, right? The person who sins intentionally and then prays feels like it's a tie, right? It's a tie. But we are not called just to try to even out our lives by trying to balance uh, to our own advantage, what um, we think we need to give. We uh, need to not try to get away with as little as possible. That's not the point of a life of following Christ. Love of neighbor, the ability to hold accountable and forgive. The ability to seek justice while still seeing the humanity in those who have wronged us. The humility to accept our own part in something and then leave it alone and move on. That is what we are called to do as we live lives full of forgiveness receiving, and giving. We are called to seek justice and to see the humanity in those who have wronged you, those who owe you, like Joseph with his brother. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how deep he had to dig to see the good and what his brothers had done to him? How deep he had to dig to help them, those who had left him for dead. And that, that digging, that freedom, that salvation that comes with not giving over your power and agency to others will allow you to gain a peace and a freedom that lifts your heartaches and transforms life's heartbreaks. St. Teresa of Avila said, the best way to discover if we have the love of God is to see, is to look at how we love our neighbor. As well, she said, it is only love. It is only love that gives value to everything. 
And only when we hold ourselves accountable to the love of God are we able to dig deep and receive and give forgiveness generously. The theologian Ada Maria Isia Diaz understood salvation as having a relationship with God, a relationship that does not exist without love of neighbor. And that love is expressed in our everyday lives as forgiveness and willingness and action. A farmer named William put it this way, we pray to God for his name to be holy and it's up to us to make his name holy with love and with God's help. We pray for his kingdom to come and it's up to us to build it with love and with God's help. We pray that his will be done on earth and it's up to us to do his will with love and with God's help. We pray to God for bread, and it's up to us to bake that bread and to share it with love and with God's help. We pray for him, to him, to God, for forgiveness, and it's up to us to forgive with love and with God's help. We pray not to fall into evil, and it's up to us to escape from it. This is not to say that we are to do God's work for God or to put ourselves in the place of God or to expect unrealistic things from ourselves that, that don't allow us to have mercy with ourselves as we struggle to forgive or as we struggle to move on or we struggle to heal. It's, we don't do God's work for God, but we are accountable to the love, the beauty, the grace and mercy of God that we have received. Will Gaffney Episcopal priest and Hebrew scholar writes about this parable in Matthew that's in our gospel today, Matthew 18. It's a tricky one. In response to Peter's question, Jesus tells the story of a king and his slaves, their debt and its consequences, presenting an opportunity for us to examine the way that we read scripture and then to read scripture more deeply. For example, we hear Jesus tell a story about a king, and we may get ahead of ourselves and say, oh, I know how this works. God is king, done, got it, next, let's move on. But is the king in this parable God? I sure hope not, she writes. Just because Jesus is telling the story and using this character to teach us doesn't make the king God or even a good example to follow. The gospel in the text is not that God is a king who can do whatever he wants to a person, so you'd better watch out. 
That is a deeply flawed theology. The gospel in this text is that we ought to forgive one another, especially in the church. But a deeper reading reveals even more. The gospel is also that the king relinquishes his claim on some of the benefits conferred on him by the privilege he held in an unjust society. And the gospel is that however much privilege you have in society, when you're not at the top, you still have the agency and the holy responsibility to act justly, particularly to those who are vulnerable. God is not limited by our limitations, imagination, or theology, writes Gaffney. The God who loves invites us into relationship with God and each other. And in that space, there is no enemy, friend, sister, brother, king, or slave, only love the beloved, and those who love. So today we have a gospel that calls us to receive and to give forgiveness. But it's also Recovery Sunday in the Episcopal Diocese of Texas. For that reason, we will pray the 12 steps, the spiritual practices of AA and Al-Anon and others to bring awareness of how to live a life in recovery from addiction and from enabling addiction. We have materials in our fellowship hall. We'll pray these prayers so that those who are in recovery feel seen and that those who um, are thinking about it feel supported and those who need the information but aren't ready know where to find it. I've heard the first two uh, steps described as I can't, God can't. No, I can't, God can. Whoops. <laughs> I can't, God can. And that sounds a little bit like the country song, Mr. Lovett, <clears throat> I referred to uh, by Lyle Lovett at the beginning of the sermon. And the third step I've heard referred to is, I'll think I'll let him. So I can't, God can, I think I will let him. Today, may we be encouraged to dig deeply and let God forgive and lead us and lead us towards forgiveness and healing, seeking forgiveness and healing for ourselves and for each other so that we may have no enemy, no friend, no sister, no brother, no king or slave in this community, but only love, only the beloved, and only those who love. Amen.